Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. This rookie running back class just won't quit. And none of them were taken in the first round. Spooky. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Steelers fan, terrified that he can call Kenny Pickett the franchise guy or a bust on any given play. (laughs) And with me, as always, is AJ. Pete Carroll and John Schneider were hauntingly correct. Marchese. Uh, Great intro, Rob. Today, we're talking all the frighteningly (laughs) impressive and spine-chillingly terrible NFL rookies from week seven of the NFL season. Let's ah. hit it. Seven. 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 Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the spooky out. You gotta uh, stop happy scaring Halloween me, almost, AJ. Thank you, buddy. Happy Halloween, almost. Uh, welcome to the the week seven spooktacular. They should uh, when there's NFL games on Halloween. We obviously Bengals Browns this Halloween very spooky. They should uh, let the players like put decals on their helmets of their favorite monsters. <laughs> yep, totally. And at the very least, like do cleats. You know that okay? That, that's actually a good idea. I'm I'm bet you like you know. Like who, J- J- uh, Jamar Chase is gonna have some spooky cleats before the game. Yeah, yeah. The cool, the cool people will. If Joe Burrow's a real one, he'll he'll dress up in costume before <laughs> the game. I mean, you could argue wearing Chase's you know uh, national championship game jersey was kind of a costume. So why not pull a Frankenstein or something? Over under one and a half guys dressing costume and they show up before Monday Night Football. I feel like because it's the no fun league, I'm gonna take the under. But I, I wish it's the over. I think the worst case is, like, multiple guys dress up and they just don't show it because, like, they, they got Buck and Aikman in there, but Monday Night Football still not 
the greatest product in the world. A little too rigid, yeah. Yeah, Amazon though, those guys would show it. Oh, they they get loose on this on. Al Michaels is uh, unfiltered these days, so <laughs> it's it's kind of great though. Isn't it? That's the best. Um, yeah, so this Halloween AJ, uh, I'm gonna dress as um, Kenny Pickett, but I don't know if that's scary for Pittsburgh fans or exciting because uh, as we dive into our NFL Week Seven rookie superlatives and we start with the rookie quarterback rundown. I'm just not certain how I feel about Kenny Pickett right now. Um, the Dolphins won 16-10. Uh, Kenny Pickett had two opportunities mm-hmm. to get the Steelers a win. Uh, he did not. He finished 32-44, of 44, 257 passing yards, a touchdown, three picks. Completed 72.7% of his throws, but just 5.8 in attempt. I, I don't know. It it just seems like he isn't getting – I know it's he's played in like three and a half games or whatever. To me, it just seems like there hasn't been uh, an, in, an increase in quality throws. Like, yeah. It's a lot of the same things each game. Um, I, I went through every third down play, and so many times he threw uh, short of the sticks – um, yeah. Multiple mul- multiple times, like he sailed it out of bounds or or threw it short. Um, there was, I, I, I if I remember right, there was two pretty good throws on third down. One was hitting Deontay Johnson on a third and two on a hook just for a first down, and the other was um, um, a, a ball to Claypool where uh, he kind of just made the play himself like he threw it short of the six but claypool picked it up mm-hmm. um he did have that fourth and fourth throw to Fryermuth down the seam where he kind of put it around the db that was his best throw of the game easily I easily the best throw. that was a hell of a throw um other than that there there was the the pickens touchdown where it was a good like he that's what i want to see from kenny pickett mm-hmm. just throw it up let your receiver make a play he put it only a spot pickens could make it of course it was a better catch than throw for sure <laughs> yeah absolutely but just giving giving pickens that opportunity i thought was important and that that was great and his other kind of big throw was a, that that second and 14 earlier in the game is a deep outside throw to pickens but it was kind of like noah i just didn't know what he was doing he he kind of faded inside for some reason uh, and Pickett just kind of laid it into the blind spot. Mm-hmm. But there was I, – I didn't think there was a lot of quality throws. I thought maybe two really quality throws, four pretty good throws, and a lot of just check downs, a lot of stare down his first read and either force it or go right to the check down. Um, not giving – and this has now become a talking point in Pittsburgh – not a lot of downfield throws. Whether that's the play calling or him, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool was talking about it. Um, obviously, three picks doesn't look good. And if you if you go through each, like the first one, Claypool fell down. So that that which I'm used to now, but hard hard to put all the blame on Kenny Pickett for that one. But the other two were bad. Yeah. Like they were down 16-10. There was like three minutes or whatever left. He stares down Deontay Johnson into the slot. Javon Holland, who's having an all-pro type season, perfectly jumps it. Easy pick. Um, Holland read him all day. He just kind of from immediately pre-snap was staring at Deontay Johnson. 
uh, didn't look anywhere else. And then the other one was they were down six, 18 seconds to go, kind of driving, having a real chance here. And he scrambles and just kind of forces a ball to the end zone where he just didn't have enough arm strength. And it just feels like he doesn't have the arm to get away with some of the things he's trying. And if he's not going to get through his first read to his second read, if he's just going to stare down my first read or enforce it or, or check down, I just don't see a path to him becoming a top 20 type of quarterback. I don't know. I, I thought this was a very – like I felt demoralized as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan after watching this game. Yeah, and I feel like it's hard not to, especially after that last throw because – I don't know. Like I yeah, I guess he just trusted his arm, but it wasn't even it wasn't even close. Like it was so it was so poorly done. Um that throw to Frymuth was legit good, but like yeah, out of forty four attempts, you know, that one throw is like, Oh, okay, there's a you know, a high level NFL throw. You need to see more than that. And I think I think per PFF he was like twenty seven of thirty on on throws under ten yards. So if you take that away from what he did this was not a very – I mean, it was already not a very impressive game, but, you know, just really really not a lot of substantial throws there. He rarely pushed the ball beyond eight yards. Um, like, a couple thoughts. Like, I thought he looked best on play action, but there's just not a lot of play action because Matt Canada isn't calling a good game right now, yeah. and I don't think he ever will. Um, so it's like kind of Matt Canada is an issue, the offensive line is an issue, and, and Kenny Pickett – is an issue um but if the play calling was better maybe we'd see a little bit more uh i don't know it's, it's just the kind of the fact that it's all stare down your first read or go straight to your check down i think that's that's scary that looks like an nfl backup quarterback right? mm-hmm. yeah and he's now thrown seven interceptions in three and a half games and, and, and mind you they're not all his fault um but I, I think, like, looking at the difference between this game and, and the Bills game, for example, at least in the Bills game, because I, I think that was his best game, even though they got blown out, he was willing to push the ball downfield. And I think since then it, he's become less willing, maybe out of fear of turning the ball over. Maybe maybe it's situational. They were down by so much against yeah. Buffalo. Why not wing it out versus in this game or in, in the Tampa game? They're in it, so I don't want to make those mistakes. But I, I don't know. I just think, like, if you were to take what we've seen from Kenny Pickett so far this year, physically he doesn't have the same tools as guys like Justin Fields um, or Zach Wilson last year, and he's not looking like the same cerebral type of flashes we saw from Mac Jones. I mean, who knows how how, yeah. how long he'll be starting in New England, but... Still, like, he's not playing to those guys' levels even. I don't know. And he's in, in even Trevor Lawrence, who had a, a tough rookie year, and he's up and down in year two, like, when he's on, you see it. And I, I just – there's not a lot of exciting throws from Kenny Pickett in general outside of that Firemuth one in this game and, and maybe two other nice throws to Pickens. Yeah, that's not, that's not super promising. And, like, to put it this way – do you, between you know watching Kenny Pickett and, and Billy Zappi in back-to-back games, like do you see the difference between a first-round quarterback and a fourth-round quarterback putting them side by side? No, not really, right? Like, I think I think the 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 biggest difference is Kenny Pickett does make some plays with his legs. Um, <laughs> yeah, like props to him. Props to him for scrambling for a couple first downs. Uh, 
He also tends to bail on clean pockets at times and drift in the pocket, which isn't great. Um, Zappi looks like a legit top-tier backup quarterback, whereas putting Kenny Pickett in the context of Kenny Pickett was a fourth-round pick, I, I would feel good. Yeah. But when yeah. Kenny Pickett was the lone first-round quarterback who a lot of us didn't think should go in the first round, I, I don't know how good you're feeling right now. But at the same time, it's like the offensive line's not playing that well at all. They can't run the ball, and Matt Cannon just play calling's horrendous. So it's tough. So, so what do you want to see – from purely Kenny Pickett going forward, like just, just, just take shots. Yeah, like trust. Like trusting his guys. Like, like it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, big shots. But like I think that Pickens throw was a good example where you know you have pretty good playmakers between Pickens, uh, Johnson, and and Claypool sometimes. And and Friermuth and Friermuth Fry- is a good tight end. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think that's kind of what it is, and he's kind of stuck between. It's like he's been trusting his arm more than his playmakers and if it's if he doesn't trust it it's just a check down you know what i mean like yeah i don't know i don't know what the the way forward is but it's still you know it's still early in his career so don't lose all hope buddy that, that was your first i know we're spending too much time on kenny pickett here but that was your first kind of full-on taste because he was playing in prime time so we both watched it what did you think like did this look like no did you feel yeah no Right, like I, 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 at times I'm very reactionary because I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So at times, for example, when he was making a couple throws in the Bills game, I was getting excited, and in this game when he's floundering, I'm, I'm, I'm very certain he's not going to be the guy. So it's nice to kind of have that outside perspective, and I think I don't think anyone outside of Pittsburgh's super confident in Kenny Pickett. No, not really. I mean, again, like you know, I'm biased too because I didn't see a pre-draft, but. You know, watching that game Sunday night, like you said, he had two chances to win the game, and like you said, both times he floundered. Um, that that game losing interception was, was was as bad as you'll see for like, if for for a throw that's not a complete like you know joke, you know, memed for a thousand years throw. Um, and like I said, I don't really see a big difference in play between Bailey Zappi and Kenny Pickett right now. Yeah, and so Zappi obviously didn't get the start on Monday Night Football against the Bears. Mac Jones was pulled. But although Mac Jones is apparently going to start against the Jets this week, all very confusing. Yeah. Zappy finishes 14 of 22, 185, a touchdown uh, to Jacoby Myers, two picks. Um, one of them was deflected at the line. Um, I mean, given that he, he he went into the week not taking first team reps, was kind of thrown in the fire down. What what was it? Was it 10 nothing when he came in? Was it 10 or 17? One or the other. And the it was yucky day. The the Bears offensively looked a lot better than we've seen. I don't know. Like I thought this was again fine from Zappy. Yeah, it's just the whole Mac Jones Zappy thing is gonna be really interesting. Like if if Mac Jones struggles again against the Jets, how early does he get pulled? Was he pulled because he wasn't healthy? Why was he playing if he wasn't healthy? Yeah, like it's a lot of questions. A lot of, yeah, and like we've heard like Mac Jones isn't happy with the situation and. Um, obviously, if they're this, let's say they're the exact same caliber player, you're going to start the guy who's the first round pick. Because yeah. Of course you are. Um, but I don't know when the the fan base is chanting for Zappy. <laughs> it's not a good sign. I mean, I mean, he he provided an instant spark when he went in there, right? And you know, like you said, they're getting shut out, and he led two straight touchdown drives. You know, I'd you know started with like just Ramondre wide open, and he's rumbling, and then like you said. The Jacoby Myers uh, wide open touchdown too, but like, um, 
uh, and then yeah, then they get the interception. I think the best throw was that that Parker deep down the sideline one to, to get to the red zone instantly. But yeah, yeah. but then the magic just <laughs> disappeared. He zapped all the magic out of it. I guess you could say, but like. But at the same time, like given the context, he's a fourth round rookie. Yeah, didn't take the starter snaps was thrown in down ten nothing. Like, I don't know. It's hard to like. I thought I, I think he played about as well as you could hope he would play given this situation. And again, one of the picks was uh, deflected at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. The the Rokon Smith one deflected by rookie Dominique. Yeah, Robinson. baby. Uh, and and the other pick was picked. It was the rookie show for the Bears. The other one was picked up by Kyler Gordon. Max pick was obviously Jaquan Briskers. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I, th- I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens in this Pats Jets game, just because that Jets front seven, that specifically that, that that front four is terrifying. The Pats offensive line didn't play well against the Bears. Like you look at that Jets secondary, like Sauce Gardner's been one of the best corners in the country, in the country, in the NFL so far this year. And so in the country, be, and in the country, it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, it is, and. I don't know. Like, I would say like, the team looks different with Zappy. You know, they look more energized. And they definitely did for the first, you know, two drives. But then it just got all sucked out. Like, it just... I don't know. But the, the Patriots were just, like, really, really, really off. I felt like from, you know, top to bottom. And I think that started with Mac, though, to, to be fair. I don't know. It is going to be interesting. I really don't know what the fuck's going to happen. The offensive line played pretty terribly. It did. Uh, after playing well for Zappy the last couple weeks. Yeah, it did. Um... They kind of couldn't get the run game going like they had. And, and I mean, def- defensively, it felt like it was just Matt Judon doing everything to keep them in this game. But. Judon's been awesome. Judon's having an all-pro year, too. Uh, we got one more rookie quarterback, Rob. Who? Malik Willis, baby. He came in for Ryan Tannehill for one snap. He handed it off. Good, looked good. And then they uh, lined him up at wide receiver, and they tried to run him on a jet sweep and give him the ball, and he fumbled. <laughs> but it was like... Mocked like it, it looked like they never practiced it before. It's like just get in there and make something happen, Willis. And it just uh, it was a, it was a shit well, show. Yeah. It was a shit show. Yeah. Hey, t- Titans won. They, the AFC South is gonna easily be theirs. So yeah, it is. Okay, uh, yeah, let's get let's get into some positive talk. Let's start start with our rookies of the week. Offensively, it's been a lot of the same names, and I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I guess I've got a name I've said I think two other times already this year. I'm going back to to the easiest the easiest person to go to damian pierce in a mm-hmm. losing effort to the raiders uh damian pierce was breaking every other tackle uh finished with 92 yards on the ground 25 through the air just 52 percent of the snaps they kind of just straight up took him out for the final two drives i don't, I don't know they, I, I don't know um but his instincts um and his tackle breaking ability is ridiculous like there's this one play where um, they're running outside zone uh, to the left, and immediately, I think it was the center, was like pushed seven yards into him and, and, and just jump cut going the other way. He's so explosive, breaks a couple tackles. And, and he just kept on doing that. Um, I don't understand how he didn't get more carries at Florida. I guess that's a Dan Mullen question. Hey, hey how, every time we tweet a clip of Damian, Damian Pierce, there are like fifteen Gators fans quoting it and saying at Dan Mullen. <laughs> it just kills me. Um, but yeah, it was just pretty much uh, the entire game. Every time he he he'd take a carry, he 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 five seven twelve twenty two. Yeah. Um, and on his biggest run, it was a twenty two yarder, and he he just kind of he doesn't run a four three, but he hits his top speed so quickly, mm-hmm. and he's so decisive. Um, 
and it just kind of allows them to pick up these chunk yardage, uh, this chunk yardage that maybe other backs wouldn't be able to. And he, he's already top ten in rushing. Um, they used him. Davis Mills went to him multiple times on third and short to kind of pick up first downs as a pass catcher, um, which I I think of his four catches, two of them were first downs, and one of them like got a yard short of the first down and the next play they they ran it to him to pick up the first down um he's just like he is their best skill guy already uh i i'm i'm gonna be interested to see kind of um where his career goes from here because he he looks like he has the makings of a top 10 nfl running back and he's again he is the the workhorse for this offense um, running behind Laramie Tunsil and Kenyon Green, he is so much fun. Yeah, he's a, he's a ton of fun. Unfortunately for him, uh, he will not be winning Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, or Player of the Year, because uh, Kenneth Walker's wrapping up both, baby. Kenneth Walker's been a monster since he's coming for uh, the injured Benny. Uh, had another huge game, 167 yards on the ground, uh, a couple touchdowns on on 23 carries, 125 of those yards came after contact. Reach reached the highest speed, Rob, of any ball carrier in the NFL this season. Twenty-two point nine miles per hour uh, on his that can't be right. on his <laughs> speeding in the I school assume, zone. I assume Taysom Hill has. That. <laughs> he, he's he's second. Uh, actually, though, uh, yeah, it was on his seventy-four yard uh, touchdown run. Um, he actually, it's funny enough, he topped Brees Hall from his run that happened like two hours earlier. Who, of course, Brees unfortunately towards the ACL and looked awesome before he did so. That sucks so much. Um, but Walker's just like. He's been so, like, I don't know, man. He's just so smooth, so quick. Uh, like, so good at, like, just selling that inside run and then finding that lane and cutting back outside. Um, That's what we saw at Michigan State. It is. It just creates. It is. And in those Chargers jerseys, it felt like, like they are playing Michigan. I was like, I don't like this, but I love it. Um, he does. He does really just create. Like, like that first touchdown, you know, he just found that seam, uh, put his foot on the ground, went, got some contact before the end zone, and then finished. It was a 14-yard run. Um, and, like, I thought, like, and this game is physical too. Just like keeping his feet, pushing some piles, turning like you know seven run, seven yard runs into like fourteen yard runs. Just you know, getting pushed. Um, and you know what I kind of loved in this game? He he wasn't taking shit. Like Cleo Mack got shut down in this game. Uh, I think it was like one of his worst games in the last few years. Um, you can see the frustration too. And he tried like getting chippy with Kenneth Walker, like ripping the ball out of his hands when he was like already on the ground. And, like, Walker got right back up and, like, got in his face and, like, stood his ground. Which, he, I mean, against, you know, Khalil Mack. Like, you got to respect that from a rookie. Um, then, yeah, like I said, I had the huge touchdown run off a toss. It was just well blocked. He hit the edge. And then, like, Kenneth Murray, who's the other K-9. They battled for the K-9 name. Um, <laughs> he, like, had a – he just toasted his angle. The speed was too much. Like I said, fastest ball carrier this season. Uh, he was gone. He did have – he did get tackled for his safety. But, like, that was more on the offensive line than him. Um, but other than that, man, like he's literally the odds favorite for the rookie of the year race, which is, you know, crazy because we've had so many great offensive rookies who have, you he's know, only really played two and a half games. games, two and a half games. Yeah, and, and, exactly. And Penny was so great before, like, you know, like I said, three weeks ago, if I told you that you would have not believed me, but you know, what, you know what the odds are. So Kenneth Walker's plus 200. He's the favorite. Damian Pierce, obviously, is number two, plus 300. Mm-hmm. Chris Olave, of course, plus 800. I think that's the right Bailey top Zapp- three. Bailey Zappi's fourth still. That's that's pretty wild. The the drop-off after those three is pretty funny because it's like what Walker is has been 
I think you can argue Walker's had the best offensive rookie game, and it was this past week against the Chargers. Damian Pierce has probably been the most consistent Mm -hmm. rookie. Chris Olave uh, has been the best of a really good receiver group. Yeah. But then, yeah, after that, it's Zappy, Brian Robinson, Juan Dale Robinson has passed (laughs) Drake London, George Pickens, and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, it's just funny. I mean, it's gonna be a good race, man. I it's gonna be it's it's gonna be Walker and Pierce, I think, at the end. But speaking of the race, I. I wish that Brees Hall, you know, that the ACL sucks so much. Uh, the, the the race between them two would have been a ton of fun because they've both been monsters. Like I said, you know, Brees had another huge touchdown, looking like he was going to be unstoppable again, and then the the super unfortunate injury. But yeah, yeah. Um, defensively, we just talked about a Michigan State Spartan, didn't we, AJ? We did. Let me talk about a Michigan Wolverine. Oh, and and. An Ole Miss Rebel on the opposite side. I, I kind of co-gave this to Fair enough. To, to Sam Williams of the Cowboys and Aiden Hutchinson of the Lions. Uh, Sam Williams just did so much in, in very few snaps. Um, and Aiden Hutchinson, I thought, by far, uh, I think of, like, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, Travon Walker, this was the best game any of them have had this year. Finally opening your eyes, eh? Uh, I'll start with Sam Williams, who played just 14 snaps. Wow, um, he did all that but, all that on 14 snaps? That's ridiculous. Yeah, came with two sacks. Uh, his athleticism is, was just such a mismatch for the Lions' offensive line. Um, he, his, first, his first one was he beat the, the Lions' right tackle. It wasn't Panay Sewell. Um, he beat the Lions' right tackle uh, just with a club swim, and, and like, it was just so electrically fast, uh, the guy never had a chance. Um, in, in the second one, also against uh, the right side of the offensive line, um, it, it was just like kind of elite get off. And this time it was Sewell. I, I guess the first time it was like a jumbo package. It was that like the extra oh, tackle okay. that we beat. Uh, and then the, the, yeah, the second one was just like his get off was tremendous. And he threw like a club and just kind of dipped and, and beat uh, Sewell. Um, it, in, and that was the, the strip sack, too, by the way, uh, the one on Sewell, um, which he recovered. Just his athleticism and the fact that he's not a full-time starter, so you can kind of throw him in pass rush situations, just have him pin his ears back. Offenses are worried about Micah Parsons opposite yeah. side. It's like Sam Williams is the perfect opportunity um, to, to qu- I think, be one of the highest kind of pressure rates uh, among rookies in this class because – um, just everything is going his way in terms of his athleticism, what teams are worried about opposite him. Um, he he is a very, very impactful player in very few snaps. Um, and then on, on the other side, Aiden Hutchinson, who played 89% of the snaps, uh, he came up with a sack and a half. The first one was – it was more him um, than anyone else, and it was rushing against uh, uh, Taylor Smith, so rookie on rookie. Um, and – he just he just kind of beat him with um, um, a rip, I, I think. Um, uh, it it was like he threatened, he got under him, and he forced Dak up into more pressure. But it it was Anzalone coming downhill. But it was all Aiden Hutchinson. And then the other one was just an, uh, against uh, your boy Terrence Steele, and it was a uh, inside spin move. And it was pretty freaking nasty. Um, and then he, he, I think he finished with four four pressures too, uh, where it was just like kind of him using those hands, using that power, 
Uh, he had one where Tyler Smith and uh, kind of pancaked him. But at the same time, like Aiden Hutchinson was going through him. Tyler Smith did a great job turning him and, and finishing him into the ground. But it, it did knock Dak off his spot. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it was really fun seeing those two go head-to-head. And, uh, both Hutchinson and Sam Williams are really good. It feels like there's been, like, quite a few, uh, like, young edge players, rookie edge players, like, doing quite a bit in limited snaps this year. Big time. Big time. Which is cool, but, you know, that just means let's see more, right? Um, my defensive rookie of the week is back to the old well. I gave it to Sauce. Um, it, Ten targets. So he allowed four catches, 16 yards. That's nothing. Um, he had three PBUs. He just looks so beyond his years, you know. Like he he doesn't look like a rookie at all. There's no panic in him. Uh, just I feel like he's making the the NFL look so fucking easy. Like he, he's creep. I, I, honestly, I think he's starting to creep into best rookie cornerback performance of all time territory. At least I know it's still early, but he's going on that trajectory. And um, two of his people. Uh, Go ahead. He had Cortland Sutton in clamps, didn't he? He had him in clamps, man. Two of his PPUs came against Sutton uh, in the end zone. Um, the second one on a fourth down, like less than two minutes left in the game. Uh, like he was kind of like behind a, a half a step, but like just battled back and found the ball. Again, made it look easy. The first one, like him and Sudden were like kind of like, you know, I, more Sudden grabbing him and trying to break the ball up. And uh, yeah, Sauce was like just like kind of in front of him. And then really he could have he could have picked it off. Almost did. Almost made a nice one head to pick. And like I feel like Sudden was – it should, probably should have been OPI. And I feel like there was a couple plays where, where Sudden could have got with OPI. But it was a fun, fun battle. Like, lots of hand fighting, lots of grabbing. Um, but, yeah, like, Sauce, 10 tackles, did a good job tackling, too. He's looked good against the run and, and has a tackler this year. Um, no picks or anything, but just just such a stud. The fact that the, the Jets and the Seahawks kind of – now, the, the, the Jets not as much as the Seahawks, but just hit on these running backs in these corners. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny, if you look at the defensive rookie of the year odds, Sauce is plus 200, Tariq Woolen's plus 350, Hutchinson's plus 1,000, Trevon Walker's plus 1,000, Kevonta Booth's plus 1,200, Jack Jones plus 1,200. Um, but I, I don't know. Right now it feels like it's it's Sauce and everyone else. I agree. And, I mean, like, I think, like, Woolen's got, you know, the stats on him, if you want to throw that in because of the interceptions. But um, I, I do th- I think it's Sauce and everyone else. And, uh... Sauces. This is gonna be like the fourth time we've given him our overall defense rookie of the week. Yes, I mean, and, and we're in week seven. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's hard not to though. He's playing so damn good, and it's not like he's like, oh yeah, you know, he's just like you know, was solid. No, he's like, he's he's being like the center of attention on that Jets defense too. You know what I mean? Like he's making these big time plays. Teams are going. At They're him. going he's- at him. Yeah. I wonder how long until we see the the, the amount of targets he faces drop. It, it's gonna be soon, I think. <laughs> I think. But the thing, DJ Reed's playing really good the opposite side too. So, but that feels like a bit more of a matchup that you know he's not the biggest guy, but he plays bigger than he is. But mm-hmm. that's that's a little bit more of a, a matchup to exploit. But I, so I think soon we're gonna start seeing it. Um, speaking of seeing it, I wasn't seeing it with uh, Luke Kadecki this week. Oh, who no. was my worst rookie. Um, he actually, the Bucks announced he's benched now. Um, he, he was rotating in and out against the Panthers at left guard with, uh, a guy I'd never heard of who was in his sec- third year Good undrafted of Rice, Good um, who's now the starter. Uh, but 
yeah, Gadecki ended up playing 72% of the snaps. It felt like every time he was in pass protection, Derek Brown was walking him back into Tom Brady. Uh, Derek Brown just sunned him. Um, so con- congratulations on Derek Brown being your father, Luke Gadecki. Uh, yeah, it was a really, really tough showing. My worst rookie is more like an underwhelming performance slash got to step it up slash he was bad slash his quarterback sucks. Uh, and it's Romeo Dobbs who had no catches on four targets, two ugly drops, but two, two drops, well, maybe not the second one, but the first one, it was a third down, okay? He was open. Rodgers, like, hitched on it and didn't throw it and then threw it, like, low and away from him. He should have caught it, but it was a terrible throw and Rodgers just, just come out the field bitching, which Rodgers the fucking worst. And then, like, he had a really, really crucial drop on a, on a fourth down in the fourth that, uh, should have kept the chains moving, um, did not. But on both throws, Rodgers had other dudes open. So it's like that he trusts Dobbs. Dobbs isn't coming through, but he's also not making the throws. So, again, I honestly, I think this is more on Aaron Rodgers, but Dobbs has to make those plays when, when they're coming to him. And having no catches, and for a guy that's probably been their best fast catcher this year, uh, you get worse, Rookie. Yeah, Dobbs has struggled a lot. Lately. He has. Uh, as the Packers whole offense has. It so. exactly. Uh, looking at a receiver, rookie receiver who hasn't struggled. Chris Olave. Primetime star, uh, baby. Primetime star. 14 targets, 7 catches, 106 yards. He did have two drops that were just really tough catches. Like, yeah. Contact was perfectly made. It's hard to blame. Like, it wasn't Thompson just, just him lit him off. Yeah, Thompson yeah. lit him off. Yeah, it was a hell of a hit. Perfectly um, timed. But I thought this was such a great game for showing that he is so NFL ready. Yeah. Um, just such an efficient route runner, the speed and the fluidity, uh, Andy Dalton's repeatedly going his way in, in money situations. This was with, uh, Mike Thomas out. Um, and he is very much been the best rookie wide receiver in this class and looking like a guy who's got pro bowls in his future. Absolutely. I mean, Feels like a vet already, like you just said. Like it just feels so so complete, so well rounded. I uh, I loved him like finding that soft spot in the zone so consistently. Like just such a good route runner. They had that awesome big play where you know he turned Byron Murphy around and they like, had some nice yak too. Um, he's been the best rookie receiver, absolutely, and I think he's the best player on that offense. Like period. And like you said, they're going to him in big situations, and it feels like it's it it came from week one and on and. I don't know. Olave's so good. It almost feels like he's a little underappreciated at this point because the Saints aren't playing well. I was going to say, too, like, he was supposed to come in and be their deep threat, right? They can't push the ball downfield with Andy Dalton. So you're not even getting his game-breaking ability. You're getting the efficient route-running version of Chris Olave, which is awesome. Yeah. But if you get, like, a a better, more aggressive downfield thrower in there, too— I, I'm so excited to see what he can do as a kind of a game breaker. And right now he's on pace for 1,200 yards. Yeah. I mean, too bad you couldn't like just, you know, put Andy Dalton and James Winston into one superstar Hall of Fame quarterback. But, yeah, no, he, he's been so fucking good. He really has. I, I enjoy this, like, smooth route running, find the open zone game he's more really from him. Yeah, it is really fun to watch. I, I also put uh, the combo of, Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon here. You know what? I put them for looks like a hit. Okay, well, let, 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 let's talk about them. Brisker, obviously, insane one-handed catch. Yep. 
on I don't know if you're you've seen this stuff on Twitter. Did did Mac Jones's pass hit the Skycam wire or not? Oh, I didn't see that. That's a good conspiracy. Oh, okay. Yeah, ESPN PR put out a big thing saying like no, like that you're just seeing it wrong. The wires. It didn't even look like the ball was affected by the wire. It, in my it opinion, didn't look like that. it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that that's a big conspiracy. Brisker still made an insane one-handed catch, and then Kyler Gordon late had the mm-hmm. the game-ending interception, which was also. Kind of undercut, one-handed, nice little play. Yeah. Um, Brisker, I think, played really well. Uh, Brisker probably would have been played really well. Yeah, he probably would have been my second choice for defensive rookie of the week. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, and they're both playing. Brisker played ninety-eight percent of the snaps. Gordon played a hundred. The Bears are a really weird team. They are. Uh, and obviously, they just traded tra- Robert Quinn today to the Eagles. Uh, but these guys both, I think, look like long-term starters. And Brisker looks like a guy who could. Got some Pro Bowls. In yeah, I totally agree with you. And that's why I put for, looks like a hit. Like, I mean, we were both pretty high in both. But I meant more for the Bears because so many people criticize them not going wide receiver or not going off as a line. But, like, credit words do. Like, this is a hit for them with both of these players. And like I said, playing a ton of snaps. You know, the, the defense is playing well. Um, Gordon's been up and down, but he's, he's finding it. And he's been making big plays. Brisker, like you said, looks like he could be a potential multi-time Pro Bowler. Um yeah, yeah, the, the awesome one-handed interception that came right after Mac tried to end his life with his foot in the in the groinal region. Uh, so that was perfectly revenge play. <laughs> uh, but he's been playing at such a high level the last multiple games now. Um, looked really good in coverage. Like gave up n- not much of anything, and then he's been really solid versus the run. I think since the get-go this year. Um, yeah, I think I think again for like just two picks that got heavily scrutinized. You know, on on the night of the draft. They've been dogs. I and I think it was more the context of uh, that roster. Definitely, definitely right. is. Of course, I didn't. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm not. I'm not saying it was well, unwarranted. At, at the time, at the time, we didn't know Dante Pettis was a hit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Um, underwhelming performance. I'm going to Jacksonville. Trevon Walker against the Giants. Five tackles and a sack. The sack was less him and more Daniel Jones. Um, and just overall, I, I don't know if you saw how many yards the Giants rushed for against the Jaguars. Yeah. Giants are the best, Walk- baby. Uh, well, yeah, Daniel Jones is, uh, awesome. <laughs> da- da- Daniel Jones is that dude. Yes. He, uh, he, Trevon Walker a couple different times, uh, struggled to contain Daniel Jones and, Basically, anytime you went up against Andrew Thomas, Andrew Thomas is amazing. He is. I love that so much because we shit on him, like, deservedly so, so much as a rookie. But he's so good this year. He is so good. Uh, he shut down Trevon Walker. Um, and uh, Walker, just, yeah, the, the breaking of containment. The Jags had zero pass rush. Like, Josh Allen and Walker got nothing going against Jones. They couldn't contain him as a runner. Uh, they couldn't contain Saquon Barkley, who is having a superstar season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Trevon Walker just adding so, like when when he's not the pass rusher, like he he wasn't expected to be an instant hit as a pass rusher. Right? Yeah, like we knew that. That's okay. Uh, but when he's struggling as a run defender, which is what you brought him in to be one of the best at, that's tough. And it, and it, it's it's not like his skill set's lacking. It's just like discipline as a containment player yeah yeah and i think it's kind of as a whole like that the jags defense came out on the season pretty hot especially that pass rush and it feels like the last few weeks they've kind of just faded big time 
Um, yeah. who, who, who you got? Yeah, you had the first overall pick. I'm going to give you a pair of top ten wide receivers in Drake London and Garrett Wilson. But, like, I'm not faulting them. I'm faulting their, their franchises for two different reasons. One, first and foremost, Drake London had one catch, nine yards. Why the fuck did the Falcons take him this high and Kyle Pitts? And they're not getting him the fucking football. Either one. Pitts had nine yards, too. I, I don't understand yeah, what the Falcons are just, doing. Yeah, please, please, wait, go. Just wait until they draft Quinton Johnson to top <laughs> all those defenses. Okay, that would be unstoppable. I think that's that's fair. Right now, Demir Bird is taking the top off defenses, baby, but I don't get it. Like, I think, like, I criticized the pick at the time. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the player, and he's better than I, I, I you know, I thought. That's, that's my hand up. But for the way they're building the roster, it doesn't make sense. You had to have a plan in place, and they don't. Uh, I fire Arthur Smith. I mean, Mariota's not helping, but they're not even like they're down in this game for most of the game, and they had like I don't know thirteen attempts or something ridiculous like yeah, that. Yeah, they're not they're not trying to throw the ball, and it's like okay, if you don't trust Marcus Mariota to that extent, like just play Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I I, I agree. Even though like I like Mariota's not good, but he's not. I don't think he's been like a complete horror show when I've watched him. He he isn't, but it's like I they don't know, trust him. You're you're not playing bad enough to get a Bryce Young, CJ Stroud pick, but you're not playing well enough to like really matter. You're such an irrelevant franchise right now. You're you're stuck in purgatory. Like you might as well play Desmond Ritter. You find out he's good, and you don't need to draft a quarterback. Find out he's bad, and you, you're in position to yeah. draft one. Yeah, I, I agree. Know. No, I agree. And like they, it's not like they have this powerhouse rushing attack either. <laughs> like Algier, I didn't put him in here. Not bad, but like. They're scheming it up well, but yeah. Whatever. Um, and on the flip side, Garrett Wilson, four catches, 24 yards. Just just find him a fucking quarterback who can, who can get him the ball, man. And Elijah Moore. It's, an, it's another one. I mean, oh, I, miss, I miss the days of Joe Flacco when Garrett Wilson was cooking. I was, I, was, I missed that, Garrett Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson's a disaster. But anyways, so but I, both of them, neither of their faults. But I, I just get upset because I want to see them live up to their potential. Uh, someone who lived up to their potential in their NFL debut. Mine looks like a hit is Josh Pascal, who uh, played 89% of the snaps in his NFL debut. That's sick. To the Lions. Um, first quarter, he had a pressure and a run stop. He is just such a physical football player. They're playing him inside and at end opposite Aiden Hutchinson. Um, That's, yeah, I love bull, that. Bully ball type of player. Um, and, and just... In the run game, like if you put a tight end on him, throwing his ass. Uh, inside, he uh, he he was taking on doubles, and he's a bit of a tweener, obviously, right? Like he he he's like two eighty five maybe. Um, but yeah, he looked like he's going to be a very useful football player for that defensive line for a long time. Do you think him, obviously, his first game back and his presence, uh, like helped Aiden Hutchinson have the best game of his, of his season? Probably. I love that. I love it, that. It allow, though, it, it, having a guy like Josh Pascal, who I think could be a really top tier run defending edge rusher, I think allows Aiden Hutchinson to kind of pin his ears back a little bit more. Now, what's gonna be sick when they like get another pass rusher and then they go to like that third down package with Hutchin and Pascal inside? Then like that that new dude outside, like that's that's gonna be a ton of fun. Who's your looks like a hit? I, I, oh, it was Brisker and Gordon. Brisker and Gordon. Yeah. My my miss is Sky Moore who yeah. 22% of the snaps against the 49ers have one target and muffed a punt. Yeah. Um, it just, like, I don't know. There's, 
he isn't impactful in the snaps he does get. Um, he's making mistakes. Um, he, I don't know. I, I think so many of us thought he would have an instant impact because the Chiefs needed someone to. Yeah. And as they're kind of finding the rhythm with Valdez, Scantling, and Juju, it just makes you increasingly – and Nicole Hardman having the game of his life. Yeah. Like, in, increasingly think, like, Scott Moore's probably not doing anything this year. Yeah, if, I, I agree with you. Like, it feels like he's slipping behind. And, like, two weeks ago when the offense was sputtering a little bit, it felt like, okay, this is the Sky Moore time. Like, he's exactly what they need maybe two or three weeks ago to, to, to you know, reinvigorate it. Like, you know, I was never worried about it, but you know what I mean? Like, this is time to find his role. And it hasn't. It hasn't happened. And he's regressed, if anything. Meanwhile, Kelsey and Juju are both on pace for 1,000 yards. Um, Valdez Scantling's kind of become more of that, that go-to deep threat. Nicole Hardman's been, like, the what you thought Sky Moore could yeah. possibly do as a yak yeah. player. Yeah, totally. Um, but it looks like I missed. I didn't have, like, a, you know, like, oh, this is the guy this week, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going back to Jack Jones because, like, I was so, so low on him. I don't think I had a draft. So yeah, I know. I'm stupid. I, vindicated. Vindication for Roberts. I don't think I had a draftable. And he's been so, 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 like, damn good. But also just so solid. Like, he just looks like he's going to be a long-term starter. And, like, the Pats, like, they miss on so many DBs. But but when they hit, they hit big. And he feels like, you know, that J.C. Jackson type of hit. I mean, he had that awesome uh, TFL early in the game. But just, like, yeah, I don't know. He looks so, so solid in coverage, too. Yeah, he uh, it's just classic New England Patriots. And hey, shout out to Marcus Jones who had a nice yep. PBU in this game too. Eh? Marcus Jones is fun. He keeps making like a nice play every week. He's not, he's not quite there yet, but I, I think I think he's gonna work out too. Yeah, as the, as the nickel yep. Jack Jones on the outside, yeah. and like Marcus Jones has also been impactful. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Impactful as a return man. Yep, as he was drafted to do. Uh my needs to step it up. I already mentioned the Jaguars could not stop the Giants rushing attack uh, in Trevon Walker. Devin Lloyd was not very impactful either. Back-to-back um, weeks now. Not getting off blocks. The Giants' offensive line was banged up too. Evan Neal left this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Joshua Zudu came in. Looked pretty good. Oh, good. Oh, my guy. Um, but, yeah, Devin Lloyd really struggled. And I also put Danny Gray, who, yeah. who had just eight, eight snaps for the 49ers against the Chiefs and had a deep target and – a more physical player at the catch point, I think, makes a play mm-hmm. on that ball. Uh, it, it got broken up, but uh, by I think it was Juan Thornhill. Um, I just feel like Danny, like when you're drafted in the first three rounds, especially at receiver in recent years, we've seen guys make the impact, and they need a kind of a deep threat there. Yeah, that's what he's drafted to do, and it's not happened so far. Um, who was your other guy? Oh, Lloyd. Did did he look again? Like he's just like wasn't in the game like just like that he was Ste- like kind of stepped slow yeah. kind of out of place yeah just kind of, lethargic yeah, forget, almost forgettable yeah i don't know what's up just he was so flashy to start the season rookie wall yeah um i'm also going with the second round pick here uh boy mafe for the seahawks who who hasn't been bad like he's been actually really solid as a run defender which i think is really promising but um like his snaps have been between like 40 and 50 percent he's playing quite a decent amount and like other like and Wos has been one of the best free agent signings. Taylor's up and down, but he's flashy. I'm just ready for to see Mafe start producing as a pass rusher. That, that's that's all I'm asking. I want to see it come. It really hasn't yet. And he's, it's not like the snaps haven't been there. And like I talked about, like there's there's I'll mention more, but like there's been a lot of rookie edges 
that are like you know like like against Seattle last year last week, my Jay you know had a, had like a sack and a big play and like eight snaps. You know what I mean? Like and like Sam Williams, all that and fourteen snaps. Like all of that's coming and. Moffey's playing a decent amount of snaps, and he has been, and just just ready to see some pass rush, uh, like potential there. Um, not ready to play. I I'll give you two. Uh, Zion McCollum, who played every snap against the Panthers for the Buccaneers. That's fun. And PJ Walker went after him. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw Tommy Tremble scores. Yeah, I did. Touchdown. I did. That was over Zion McCollum. No. Um, McCollum just kind of looked lost. Uh. Especially, like, just didn't look good in, in zone at all. Um, and then for the Texans, Thomas Booker oh, was no. just kind of getting blown off the ball. The Raiders ran at will. Josh Jacobs, MVP. But, yeah, Thomas Booker played 48% of the snaps. was just kind of getting blown off the Fuck, ball. Fuck, I don't like to hear that. Game. I don't like that, Rob. Why'd you tell me? Um, you know who's not ready Both to your guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's not ready to play? You mentioned Dante Pettis already, and it's the man who had his job stolen by him. Uh, Valus Jones. I know we've talked about him, but like he played 13 snaps this week, no targets, lost his return job. Like obviously he had the injury off the start of the season, and he just has not been good. And and like the, well, I mean Dante Pettis is the most dynamic college player in college history. He is exactly. Uh, they they asked uh, Eberflus like like what he needs to do to get like on the field and get the ball, and he's like it needs to be more consistent, more consistency of alignment, key technique. Him executing, that's, that's a direct quote. Um, which all seems like a guy just who ain't ready. And he's already 25, and he's on a team with maybe the worst pass-catching group in the entire league, and he's supposed to be a really good return man, and he's lost that job because of the muff from last week. That... Dante Pettis is only two years older than him. <laughs> that's rough. That's rough, man. Like, uh, That's rough. Get Dante Pettis the ball. You know Dante Pettis is averaging almost twenty three yards a catch. It's big play, big play, big play Dante. That's what we always call him. Only, a, only has six catches on the season, <laughs> but he's been incredible. Has a twenty nine yard rush. All right, you know, he's averaging right. twenty three point seven a touch. Enough. Um, my a couple of best day three rookies, uh, Thayer Munford, who didn't mm. get the start at right tackle for the Raiders against the Texans, but came in and was way better than I think it was like Jermaine Illuminor. Um, <laughs> Munford should start at right tackle to finish the year. He looks good. Makes sense. He looks like an NFL player. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, he just adds such a physical yeah. uh, presence to that backfield for the Chiefs. And he had a big, he had a 48-yard kick return where he was hit late and added 15. That was important. That was when... The the 49ers were initially up in this game. I think it was fourteen nothing, and and uh, that was important for the comeback. Yeah. Um, Kate Otten, he was like the only player in the Buccaneers doing it. At I anything. know. He made a couple wild catches at sixty four yards. Um, I thought Braxton Jones looked good. Uh, he did. Against Patriots. Braxton Jones looked good. Um, my first guy. I, I give you. I give you one from both sides of the ball. But first of all, I didn't put Sailor anywhere. But another really solid game from him. Um, but another left tackle, Zach Tom got the start at left tackle for the Packers, and he looked rock solid. I don't think he gave up a single pressure. Like that, that's looking for a nice little hit for us. And I don't know if he's going to end up long term for the Packers, but that's that's a good player. That's a really good football player. And on the flip side, uh, Isaiah Thomas for the Browns, the seventh round pick, um, played only twenty three snaps and twenty one of those came against the run. Uh, but in those in those two pass rush snaps, he had a pressure. Um, Actually, I had a had a PBU on the other one too. <laughs> Recovered a fumble. Uh, looked solid against the run. Pretty pretty interesting. I mean, I 
I will. I mean, I, I put for Flash. I'll mention him now. Actually, yeah, Alex Wright. I know he's not a day three guy, but also looked pretty good. So those two coming on opposite of Miles Garrett can can mean a lot for the Browns. It's big time. You know who else is big time? Rashid Shahid. Yeah. Anytime he touches the ball, it goes forty plus yard <laughs> touchdown. Ten snaps against the Cardinals, but all that matters is he held in that fifty-three yard touchdown. A week after having a forty-four yard touchdown run, and me not realizing he was an undrafted rookie, <laughs> so I never mentioned him. I know he's fun, man. Like they gotta just one, uh, one you know, one play a game, just get him involved because he he's a game breaker, baby. Agreed. Uh, rookies who flash, give me a couple. I got a lot this week. Um, all right, well. That's it. I got a lot. Um, no, I felt like it was a good week for rookies. Just like I, I struggled for negative guys. So quickly, Quay Walker probably had his best game as a Packer. A bunch of tackles, 13. Uh, they use him as a blitzer too quite a lot, and he was getting home. It was his best game for sure. I mentioned Wright. Brees Hall was great. Uh, Kyle Hamilton had that one sack, which I thought was sick. Just toasted a Hajalte Froholt. Uh, got to present immediately. Uh, flip side of him, Tyler Linderbaum. I feel like if like you know Walker wasn't a stud, he could have been Officer Rookie of the Week. Just like, I thought he was just a fantastic, fantastic ball game. I love the dog in him. Like, he's just so perfect for this offense. Like, his demeanor, and like like that wrestling asshole attitude. Like, there's so many plays where, like, you know, it's Lamar extending plays, but not really, you know, scrambling quite yet. And, like, Blinderbaum is just, like, you know, coming off one block, going to another, putting guys on their butt. Like, I, I love it. I love that. Three more up, quick. Greg Dalsage is, is becoming something in Denver. Five catches, 61 yards. Uh, in Tennessee, Nick Petit-Friere had his best game as a pro for sure. It was just really clean, looked rock solid in pass pro. Other side of him, Roger McCreary looked good. And one last one, I lied. D'Angelo Malone had a sack. Had a lot of productive guys this week. So I, I saw him. He, he threw Lael Collins. He threw him, baby. Yeah. Lots of guys. Um, I got a couple. Uh, Dylan Parham has just been very, very good for the Raiders. Yeah. At, at, at both guard and center. Yep. He played left guard against the Texans. He's a big part of that run game. Uh working so well. Iki Aquanu, who I, I I thought had a very lackluster first half against the Buccaneers, really stepped it up in the second half, especially in the yeah. run game. Where it looked like NC State Iki. Love he, that. Uh, he 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 had a he had one play where he pancaked uh uh the end and then like you know how we saw him do this at NC State where he'd like throw his ass when he was backside <laughs> he'd throw his ass into guys. Yeah. He did that and pancaked another guy and like doing that, which is really I funny. love I love um, that, yeah. On, on Deonta Foreman's huge run, he had the key block climbing up to Devin White and washing him out of the play. Um he just looked yeah, he looked very explosive in the run game and, and mean and physical. Still uh, things to clean up in pass pro for sure, but I thought this was a really promising yeah. game. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau had a, had a, a very solid game for the Giants. Th- their front's really fun. Uh, uh, his teammate, Wandale Robinson, who is like the Giants go-to pass catcher. He, he's gonna, he's about to boom, I think. Daniel Jones can just pop him the ball instead of actually having to throw <laughs> it. So he, you know, puts six catches for 50 yards. He had a really sweet, uh, pop pass where, uh, he picked up like 17 and, and showed off some wild contact balance. And then George Pickens, who obviously mm-hmm. we, we talked about a little bit. He had that awesome touchdown against the Dolphins. He's If you were to put an all-rookie team together right now, like George Pickens is on it. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, out of nowhere, rookie, I just got one guy. And it's a guy like I was not a fan of. It wasn't like a big game. But Keontae Ingram was pretty good. Like He didn't have that many touches, but he didn't really put up that many yards. If I had to touch on nearly had another one. Um, I don't like, we were talking about like, you know, I think it was with Chris Rodriguez, like, you know, that like, just like, 
thumping dude that's safe and you know runs hard and I feel like that's why they drafted Ingram and that's kind of what they look like as you know spelling Eno Benjamin who's who's the best running back in the game. Uh, so I just want to throw him out there for for out of nowhere. Quick question: Speaking of the uh, NFC West place, how did Charles Cross and Abe Lucas look? Awesome, that they looks really good. This yeah. was a huge bounce. I thought they were kind of bad last week. Sorry, I want to limit, limit my Seahawks talk, and I haven't talked to my office with him there. But yeah, I thought this was a really good bounce back. And like I said, Mac Mac did like nothing this game, and it was it was obviously them and and block and the interior kind of sucked. But I thought Cross and, and Lucas bounced back big, and they were good against the, uh, in the run too. You love to hear it. Um. AJ, remember yesterday how you mixed up uh, uh, Illinois and Syracuse because you love the Illinois. I love them. I do. My out-of-nowhere rook is a guy who, who, who was a day-two pick, but kind of just out of nowhere played a ton and played well, and he, he's in Illinois uh, fighting Illini, so I thought you'd appreciate it. Kirby Joseph mm-hmm. against the Cowboys. Four tackles, a PBU, had a QB hit, forced a fumble uh, on Noah Brown in, inside the 10, played every snap. Was rotating between safety and nickel. He looks like a core piece. I heard some good things. Yeah, I like that. You got you love to hear that. It was really fun. Okay, before we get out of here, start the rug. Who we got this week? I got Dominique Robinson. Yes. In the context of Robert Quinn's now gone, obviously played Dominique Robinson like seventy plus percent of the snaps. Um, I mentioned earlier he had that PBU that led to the interception against the Patriots. Yep. Uh, he played 40% of the snaps against the Pats. Um, he hasn't played more than 44% of the snaps this season, but he also hasn't played less than 30% in a game. So it's like he's consistently in the rotation. Now let's just up it and let's see because he makes flashy plays. Obviously that week one performance yeah. was huge, and, and it hasn't been to that level. But now that Quinn's gone, why not play him a ton? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it would be silly if they don't. Um, speaking of guy who's like, you know, started it this year um, – I'm going to throw Daniel Falele because, like, we saw him a left tackle, you know, in the spot starts, but, like, I want to see him get a look at right tackle. I thought Morgan Moses, just on the eye test, was pretty bad for Baltimore on Sunday, and he's also not fully healthy. Like, he's got a heel injury that he, he's still kind of nursing. So, like, they mix in uh, Mercari, and I don't think he looked great. So, like, why, why, not, why not get big Danny F in there? Uh, like, maybe he's your right tackle of the future. I thought he looked good in that last start he had. I just want to see. I love Daniel Falele. I want to see more of him, and he fits that 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 you know that Ravens rushing attack too. Agreed. Play more rookies, so we have even exactly. more people to talk about. 